1: And a touchdown! Fell into the middle of that line, and it's a touchdown! Big return for Crowder! 85 yards! Darnold escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught! Incredible play by Darnold! He'll hit immediately. Really got the handoff. You know and that's? <laughs> the q Oh my gosh!
2: Listen, thank you.
3: From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time for part two of the weekend mailbag. So for that, of course, we welcome in the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all of that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbly. So let's jump right into the mailbag. Next question comes in from Steve Schiffenhaus. He says, has there ever been a Jet to leave the team ...with this much bad blood with the fans. I mean, this has to be legend status. Can't think of a bigger heel turn for a Jet in my adult life. Well, there are a couple of guys I can think of. I know that fans were really upset with what happened with Brett Favre at the end. But I don't think it was anything like this. Only because Favre wasn't here that long. When Gastino retired... There were some shady circumstances there And a lot of people thought that he was a quitter I don't know that it rose to this level But again, it's different times Because we have social media and this nonstop sports coverage So it's all in the spotlight much more The closest one is a player that I can think of is Revis Fans really turned on him Calling him greedy and all that stuff When he got traded to Tampa And then they turned on him again After they felt like he quit on the team And he got released after he came back And signed that big contract They were pretty pissed, by the way When he won a Super Bowl in New England But they eventually made their peace with Revis And now most Jets fans that you talk to Have a soft spot in their heart for Revis Once it's all said and done In a way that I don't expect for Adams And I think the reason is Because the Jets were really good When Revis was here for the most part So fans look back at that era And think of those two years they went to the AFC Championship And say wow Revis was incredible What a talent Those teams were really good The last 10 years, they've been terrible, and so they think much more warmly about Revis. I don't think that's going to be the case with Jamal Adams because Adams was on bad teams, and on top of that, he really aired this stuff in public in a way that we've never seen before because, yeah, Revis was holding out for money and all those things, but he wasn't going on Twitter, and he wasn't publicly saying all this stuff to antagonize Jets fans and antagonize the organization. So Adams drove it to a whole new level. The only guy that I could think of that I would say made the, quote-unquote, heel turn on the level of Jamal Adams is Bill Belichick. But to be fair, at the time... Nobody was super upset about it because nobody really thought Belichick was that big of a deal. He was a guy that had been okay With the Browns and then he had been with Parcells a long time and he was Going to step in where everybody was kind of Upset that Parcells stepped away After three years but nobody Thought that Belichick was ever going to become What he became now over Time he turned into this mega heel Because not only did he leave the Jets The way that he did but look at all the success he's Had not just with another team But with another team in that Division so I think in Terms of heel turn for player Adams is pretty much unprecedented the closest thing would be Revis and of course if we're talking beyond players Bill Belichick but at the time fans weren't as mad at Belichick as they are with Adams because they view Adams as a franchise player and they didn't really think that Belichick was any big deal a lot of people were like oh great they got a first round pick for Bill Belichick so just goes to show you how times change
1: that would have been interesting. Imagine what that reaction would have been if anybody had any idea what would happen with those. Mm-hmm. That, that would have been super ugly. But mm-hmm. obviously no one, no one really had much of a reaction. It was just like, who is this guy? I think he is like at most. Um, but yeah, the Revis stuff is the closest, but that's, that's not even close. A large, a large part of this is just Twitter um mm-hmm. now of course all the twitter stuff is really um you know only it, it impacts the takes on twitter like there's plenty of jets fans who don't aren't on twitter and the, i guarantee you they don't have the same level of uh like vitriol towards jamal as the ones who are on twitter um it like twitter is this is why we say it all the time just like Players shouldn't really be sitting there tweeting. They should have like a ghost account if they want to just tweet like a normal person, because it, it's dangerous game and fans can turn on you really quick if you're just bad at Twitter. Um, and the way that he presented himself, the when you come in talking about yourself as this leader and you're going to change the culture and you know, talking about delivering a Super Bowl to the Jets. And now now he gets traded to the Seahawks and he's tweeting about the, winning the Super Bowl this year already. Like, yeah, I mean, come on. I, I get on fans for being irrational towards players all the time, but and there's plenty of rationale here with Jamal. So um, a lot of times, and Jamal made it more, you know, players always say this and it's true and I believe it and uh, it, it, when players want to do something it's bi- it is, it's business it's not personal but Jamal really found multiple ways to make this personal um, so I, it, there's I can't think of anything that's come close and especially once you factor in the, the heel turn of it all like because man it wasn't that long ago where you had to be very careful saying anything even remotely critical of Jamal. Um, I I can't tell you how many times people came just uh, rabidly defending him and I'm like, yo, I'm not even criticizing him here right now. Like, they loved him and to watch the way he did it in like, yeah, there's no way that that was going to end any other way. So, I can't think of the Rebus is the closest one and that's that's not even close especially when he got traded <clears throat> to the Bucks after that injury and after his you know seventh different holdout like fans were like I I, I don't want to go through this again there was a lot of especially once they got the draft picks they got in return from them. there was just a lot of all right cool uh you know it it, it spiked back up a little bit when he went to New England. They, they didn't like that as much. Uh, but fan, fans weren't too upset about him leaving there at that point. It, it it wasn't anything like this. And at that, I think everyone kind of understood, like, all right, yeah. It, they understood it at that point. The Jamal thing, it, especially the way he behaved. And then, the you know, obviously stuff coming out about him Reaching out to the Cowboys and to players First and then so when he went off On uh, Joe Douglas about Listening to offers like There's this was There's no other way this could end but Bad uh, as, as a bad Look for him
3: plus with Revis I think fans sort of realized that He was a mercenary and he was just Looking to get paid with Adams yeah. As you said it was he's all about The team he's Mr. Jet he's Captain Jet he loves all the Jets fans And then it wasn't so much just the money. It was he actually wanted out of New York. Like, Rivas would have stayed if the Jets would have paid him. That's all he wanted. He wanted the money. He was all about the money, and he made no bones about that. With Adams, he wanted out of here, and people saw that as him giving up on the Jets and giving up on them. So I think there's a part of that as well. There was extra emotion involved. Next question comes in from Danny Wilson. He says, what do you think the reaction will be in the Jets locker room to Jamal Adams getting traded? I think the players are going to realize that for 2020, it's going to be a bit of a step back. You got to be honest about it. When you lose the best player on your team, it's obviously going to mean that you're not going to be as good as you would have been but i also think and this is just my gut i haven't spoken to anybody personally about this that there're going to be a lot of players that are sort of relieved because they were tired of Jamal's act yeah
1: to be completely honest with you there's not going to be much of a reaction from players um and they it's not it's not that uh they have any like huge ill will towards Jamal it just players know this business. They know what it is. And yeah, it was Jamal that wanted out and got out. And so it wasn't just a ruthless cold NFL, but these things happen all the time. They're going to get over it really quickly. Um, there's not going to be any problem. Uh, yeah. They're going to, you ask them, you catch them in an uh, honest moment and they're going to be like, yeah, we, we are our worst football team this year for for it. But I'm still going to show up and I'm still going to do my job and I'm still going to try to get my next contract. They're, they're not going to be, you know, upset about this. Like, they're going to show up, they're going to play football and they're going to try to do their best just like they would if he was here.
0: While sports can bring us so much joy, it can also bring us a lot of unwanted stress and that stress can make it difficult to concentrate, relax and get decent sleep.
2: unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And I'm going to be giving you picks every single day, seven days a week with Major League Baseball. We're also going to be keeping up with the KBO as well. If you like baseball and you like being able to make some money, subscribe to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet. Next question comes in from Prepare for Disappointment. He says Logan Ryan's blitzing prowess seemed like an asset the team didn't really need when Jamal Adams was here as the primary blitz DB. But do you think it's something the team might value more now that Jamal Adams is gone and that they might come back to the table and try to get Logan Ryan again? I actually talk about this on Twitter. I think that's a great point. makes a lot of sense to me because Logan Ryan can do a lot of the things in that regard, blitzing, free blitzing and such, that would give Greg Williams a replacement for Adams, at least for this season, that he can deploy as that extra weapon I don't know what the story is going to be in terms of asking price. I had heard that they were a couple of million dollars apart, but maybe they get back to the table with Logan Ryan realizing that nobody's knocking down his door. The Jets realizing that they really could use him as a piece of their defense, and maybe they'll meet somewhere in the middle. But I think that's a great point. With Adams gone, it would make a lot more sense now.
1: Yeah, I, I said it on uh, the podcast we did talking about the trade at the time that I I thought that made sense now, um, and maybe that the Jets would be willing to you know pony up an extra mill, maybe two, to go ahead and do that. Um, they also might be waiting to to see about you know let let's wait and see how these uh, first couple of. Days go of with bringing all the players and see how many negative tests we get uh, and pos or positive tests we get and see how the first week of you know this ramp up period goes. There there could be some of that, but I do think this uh, increases the likelihood of that. Uh, you know, I I do think there's probably some uh, similar thinking to it that how the tweeter framed it. I just it, it always amazes me. I do think NFL people think this way, but like. If me having Jamal Adams is not going to stop me from getting Logan Ryan just because they do similar things. They can do them from different places on the field. And, yes, give me more of that. I want more of that. But I, I do think the Jets uh, would be a, willing to go up a little bit in price and see if they can get him.
3: I get what you're saying, Chris, but I think really what Prepare for Disappointment was saying is that As much as they would have liked Logan Ryan before, he makes even more sense now because Jamal Adams, who has similar skill set in terms of blitzing as a DB, is gone. So now you really need that skill even more than you did before. But I totally understand what you're saying. It's never bad to have multiple defensive backs that can do that. Next question comes in from Michael Franken. He says, do you guys think Douglas did these one-year deals For a possible new coach in 2021 Four first rounders in two years And not a lot of long term contracts Makes it quite interesting for a new coach Doesn't it? Greetings from Germany Boys, keep up the phenomenal work Thank you Michael, really appreciate that And I'm glad that we're loved in Germany Chris, look at this, we're loved all across the globe That's because of you though, because you're a very big deal I wonder how you say very big deal in German I should know that
1: yeah, that's, that's interesting German, German's a, a, a really fun language I, I, I like listening to German people talk
3: It is definitely a fun language And the accents are interesting as well yeah. As far as the question, Michael I think that he did these one-year deals Because he didn't want to tie the team down And also because, as we've talked about The Jets are sort of cash-strapped Or at least that's what we've heard From a couple different places I know, Chris, you've said that you've heard They're not in spend mode I certainly think that one of the benefits of that is that if Gase were to be let go and they wanted to bring in a new coach and you say, hey, coach, guess what? We got four first rounders in the next two years. We got all these draft picks. We got tons of cap flexibility. We can build this team together the way that we see fit. No question, that is a huge selling point To any potential new coach I don't think that's why Joe Douglas is doing it I think he's trying to rebuild While also following ownership mandate To not spend big But I think that's certainly something That would help the Jets enormously In recruiting the coach of their choice If Adam Gase isn't here in 2021
1: Yeah, I I do think This is just kind of a perfect storm of stuff too I think it's a it's definitely they're not trying to spend long-term money for a couple of different reasons, um, and not knowing what the salary cap and all that going forward is really going to look like, um, due to how much money they're gonna you know lose or not lose from uh, from this season and the virus. But also, I don't think Joe Doug Joe Douglas wasn't just gonna go out and just spend money just to spend money, um, and he knew like. There wasn't that much out there that he could have done long term that would have really helped this team uh, get like super improved immediately and help them long term. Um, so there, this was kind of just like a, let's just sign a bunch of one year guys, uh, you know, try to have the best season we can have, <clears throat> but still leave us with plenty of flexibility to be set up nicely for the future. So I I just think it was kind of a perfect storm of all these things colliding. And uh, even if the uh, Johnsons had opened up the complete checkbook to Joe Douglas this year, I don't think he would have been like a crazy spender. Like he might have made two, uh, two uh, other signings maybe at most. I don't think you would have seen him go crazy. Um because he's going to take his time and he's going to build this team and he's going to build it right and in his image And as we know joe douglas and lots of gms smartly they want to do that building through the draft
3: Next question comes in from brian gowiski. He says is there a deadline for players to opt out of the 2020 season? Or can they choose to do so at any point? Uh
1: the last I saw there's they uh have seven days until after a final agreement on uh, something is hammered out and that final agreement hasn't been hammered out yet um so I, I it's but it's seven days from whenever that is so i i don't know what that date will be but when that agreement is is it'll be seven days from that
3: Says here, by the way, that at least as of now That anybody that opts out will receive a $150,000 stipend So it's certainly nothing close to what these guys would earn in a regular year But at least it's enough to live on for a year
1: Stipend is a really weird choice of words here Because it's really uh, a loan Because that's coming out of their salary uh, in 2021
3: Oh, that's interesting, so, I didn't know that
1: Yeah, yeah, I found that out today Uh I don't know why they keep using stipend because you don't have to pay stipends back. Uh, Right. Like like that's, that's not how I I do not understand why the word stipend is being used. Uh, But yeah, that that's what they're getting.
3: Next question comes in from our guy in the UK, Michael Parsons. He says, does this clarify that Joe Douglas has the full control of the jets for the future and has the authority to fire Gase? Surely someone with Douglas's intelligence and background can see how out of his depth Gase is. I do think that ultimately Joe Douglas is going to be the one that will make the recommendation to ownership to fire the head coach. I don't think that the owner will overrule him unless there's something crazy going on. I think that if Joe Douglas recommends the firing That they're more than likely to let him have his way Because as you said, he has a six-year deal And so he has his run of the place To an extent, obviously The money is a different story Because we're talking about something that goes beyond football But I think that if he wants to fire Gase, yes, he will be able to. As far as whether or not he can see that Gase is out of his depth, I'm sure he thinks about Adam Gase a lot differently than the average fan does, and he knows him better. But I also think that if he sees Gase floundering this year, he's not a dumb guy. He'll do what he needs to do if he feels like that's in the best interest of the team and in his best interest.
1: I I absolutely 100% believe that Joe Douglas will have... Uh... The authority and ability to fire Adam Gase at the end of the season if he so chooses to. This does absolutely nothing to show me that, though. Um, I mean, Jamal went af- after Adam Gase. Uh, like, for all we know, Adam Gase could have been the one that was like, yeah, get this guy out of here. <laughs> um, he, he made the comment about the Woody Johnson thing, like, that could have been enough for the owners to, to be like, yep, let's move here. Um, I know that Joe Douglas was working on this deal for a while, so that didn't happen. But this, this does nothing to show me that because I, I have a feeling that everybody was on board, especially once you see what they were getting back. Everyone was in full agreement. And I don't think any one of them is going to object after how everything played out here. Um, but I do agree with your last point there that I don't think Joe Douglas thinks about adam gates the same way that lots of jets fans or even that i do i think he believes in him more uh, than us um i i genuinely believe that but we'll have to see how the season plays out because i think you know if they have a really bad season especially if he struggles to get anything out of darnold again then i i I do think at that point he will be willing to move on
3: That's going to wrap up part two of the weekend mailbag. Don't forget to follow Chris on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider. Read his very big deal work over at JetsInsider.com. If you haven't given the show a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could do that for us, we'd really appreciate it. It's an easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't cost you any money. It doesn't take you much time, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could do that for us, we would be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's turn on the jets digital and turn on the